You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle. And our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help. Providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster, whether online at woodhouse.com or in person. Experience the difference with Woodhouse, a trusted auto partner since 1975. You're listening to the Personal Branding Playbook, and today's special guest is Dave Jack. You're listening to the Personal Branding Playbook, hosted by Coach Chris. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and the people that really want to improve their lives and get to that next level. This show includes interviews with experts from around the world in different industries, millionaires, startup founders, and small business owners. Coach Chris also loves to do solo episodes to teach you how to get to the next level by taking real action. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Today we have a very, very special guest, Dave Jackson. This is somebody I was super excited to interview, mainly because he's been podcasting for a very long time. And he actually broke down a concept about how podcasters might be paid like music artists in the future. Uh, I don't necessarily 100% agree, but I think it is a great concept to look at Um, just because if you look at how artists, they get paid a certain amount for their listens or whatever, and their songs are three to five minutes. Podcasters are keeping attention for 30 minutes. So it's like, should podcasters get paid like music artists or should they get paid like somebody like bloggers? So it's multiple sides to this. And Dave and I had an amazing conversation about it. I had a chance to meet him at PodFest in March last year in 2020, and it, it was great. So enjoy the show. Are you a podcaster struggling to make money from your show? That's okay. That's most podcasters. Research shows that 85% of podcasters never make money from their show. Really, only the top 5% of podcasts account for 95% of the revenue generated in the podcast industry. And if you didn't know, the podcast industry is now worth over a billion dollars with companies like Raycon and Geico putting a million dollars in every single month. The podcast industry has grown. But most podcasters still aren't seeing the benefits of that. That's why we created Castosity. We want to help you turn every episode into dollars. We have three different ways you can generate revenue from the jump. We have sales and offers where you can design that coaching or course. We also have joint venture partnerships, but our best is the podcast sponsorship wizard. We want to show you how to develop an amazing offer that will generate revenue. All you have to do is set up your free account using the link in the description below. Start turning your episodes into dollars now. I, I think the main thing here is I want to really hear how podcasting how, has impacted your life and your business. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I'm like, how many hours we got? <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me, let me kick, you, kick you off with an introduction correctly. Okay. 
Everyone, welcome to the Podcasting is Branding show. Today we have a very special guest, honestly one of my personal idols, Dave Jackson. I had a chance to meet him at PodFest right before COVID hit, thank goodness. And Dave has been in podcasting forever. I feel like we can call him one of the OGs of podcasting. He's made all the products, hosted a ton of shows, been in production. He teaches everybody. Dave, welcome to the show. Oh, Chris, thanks for having me, buddy. I'm uh, glad to be here. So I hate the question, how did you get into podcasting? I get that a lot, which I'm sure you get as well. So let me ask you this way. What makes you continue podcasting? Like, why have you not said, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm moving on to something else. The, the same thing that kind of, that I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is for me, is I had, I had pieces parted one together because I started back in 2005 and there wasn't the cool tools you had. So I had to kind of bubble gum and, you know, paper clip one together. And the very first piece of voicemail I got was from a guy in Nuremberg, Germany. And I went, wait, did he say Nuremberg, Germany? Because <laughs> at the time I was in Magador, Ohio, which everyone together, where? Yeah, exactly. It was me and the cows in the middle of nowhere. And there's some guy on the other side of the planet and he found my show and he really liked it. And that's when I went, okay, I'm, I hereby plant my flag in, in planet podcasting. And so it's, it really is scratches every itch that I have. It's kind of, well, number one, it's global. So you know, who needs the FCC and, and your radio station? I, I can blast around the world. Number two, it's kind of geeky. So back then, my background's in teaching. So I, I was teaching people, you know, how to build websites and a lot of Microsoft Office and things like that. So it had that kind of geeky edge to it. And then the third thing is no rules. So you can be as creative as you want and do whatever you want. And I just went, okay, I'm in. Because my, my other background is I'm a musician. So anything creative, I love to play with. So, and about the time, I, I, I've never really gotten bored of it. But I will get an email from somebody that says, hey, you know how you said this in your podcast? I tried this and it worked. And here's what happened. And so I, I actually have a segment of my, on my show where I ask people, I'm like, if you can answer this question or this statement because of my podcast blank, like something happened that wouldn't have happened except you had a podcast. And so when they answer that, that just, I'm like, okay, this is why I need to keep doing this because, you know, this guy got to hang out with Alice Cooper and this person got a new job and this person met his wife and all this other weird things that you never saw happening or coming. And I'm just like, so, uh, but really, I think the, the bottom line is my, my DNA is I just love to help people. I remember once I was at a, a, an event and I was sitting around with a bunch of other speakers and we're just talking and the one guy just looked at me and goes, so he goes, it's really, you just love to help people. And I go, yeah. And the bottom line, that's really, that's what scratches my itch. So I think that's the biggest one is I just, you know, and everybody wants to start a podcast. So I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, where are we right. going? Yeah. And I think, uh, that's probably one of my favorites too, just helping people. It's so fun, you know, and what you said in the beginning about the worldwide aspect is kind of the part that blew my mind early on too. The fact that people can hear you from around the world and you're just talking, I was in my bathroom, like <laughs> recording it. and people hear me in another country and it's like, I don't know who you are. You've never seen me or met me. You don't know anything about me, but you listen to my show. Like that is definitely a game changer. Yeah, it's it's also interesting where I'm blessed at times to go to different events back when we could go to events and somebody will come up 
and start quoting things that you said like three years ago. And I don't remember what I had for breakfast. And I had a, a friend of mine, my very first podcast was for musicians. And he said, hey, I'm going to be in your town. I'm like, dude, I'm going to take you to Luigi's Pizza. So I met him. We went out for pizza. And he said, do you remember how I used to say this at the beginning of your show? Well, at this point, it's 14 years ago. I'm like, I have wow. no idea what I said. And so he said, yeah. He goes, I now teach at a university. And I open up every semester with that. And I was like, so you have no idea the effect you have on people. Because to you... It's just you talking into a microphone in your spare bedroom, in your car, you know, in your bathroom, wherever you are, wherever you're recording. And then it goes out to the world. And that's when you find out that, oh, wow, it's at times you're like, wait a minute, people are actually listening to this thing. I just listened to a, uh, a clip of Joe Rogan. He was interviewing Adam Curry, who was the guy that invented one of the guys that invented podcasting. And Joe said, I'm really having a hard time getting my mind around the fact that there are people who are paying attention to what I have to say. And man. I was like, and I'm like, man, if Joe Rogan is saying that, <laughs> like, I don't feel so bad having imposter syndrome every now and then. Right. Because there's so many people. And like you said, there are really no rules. So I can say whatever I want to. Now, unless you go to level 10 and you're outrageous and disrespectful or something crazy, right. you're pretty good. Like most shows aren't going to be deleted because of something they said. So you can pretty much say whatever you want to. And the people that align with it are going to find your message and support you every single week. That right there is, I think podcasting has become not the only way to build a tribe, but I'm kind of thinking it's the best way right now. Oh, absolutely. Because if you think about it, when somebody's listening to you, it's not like it's, I don't know, 1930, and we're all going to gather around the radio as a family in the family room and listen. You're in somebody's, you're literally in somebody's head in many cases. They got the earbuds on and you, you have their undivided attention. Now, in some cases, they might be walking the dog or grocery shopping or whatever, but nonetheless, you have, you know, they're, you're pumping your information in their head. And it is, uh, it's amazing because I've met people that I'm big fans of their shows and yeah, I totally fanboy out. And it's weird when you kind of like, hey, I, I do the same thing. You remember the time when you told the story? And they're like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> but it's, it creates this weird dyma dynamic where, you know, they, they know, like, and trust you. If you're putting out good content, you know, if you can share, I always say, if you need to make a point about your business or your company or whatever it is, if you can share a personal story about how you grew up this way or that way. And that's why, and then whatever the business fact is and things like that, that way they get to know you a little bit. Uh, they're going to like you because if they don't like you, they're not going to listen. It's, it's that simple. People worry about trolls and stuff. I'm like, from what I've seen, it's not like YouTube. Trolls will just batter you to death over there. With podcasting, if they don't like you. They just don't listen. And yeah. so if they, they know you, they, they like you. And if you give good information that they're like, hey, I just tried this and it worked. Well, now they trust you. So when you say I've got a new book or a membership site or something like that, you know, they're going to buy it because you've kind of already ticked the boxes. Uh, I'm, I just got done interviewing a guy and he said his uh, business before podcasting and after podcasting is night and day. He said, because he used to have to inform his customers, like they would call up and like, what do you do again? And I'm not sure about your service and stuff. Oh. And he goes, now, he goes, now they just hire up and go, when can we start? And he goes, because they already know what I do. It's like all that part is gone. He goes, it's not the end of cold calling. He goes, but it's pretty close to it. And that's why I, I wrote my book, Podcasting is Branding, because that's what it is. When you host a great show and you tell stories, because the best podcasts are either teaching you a lot 
or you hear some amazing stories that are entertaining and also teach you. So when you combine those elements for your business, your company is going to do very well, especially if you're consistent with your show, you have all the technical stuff down, then you're just building brand at that point. So for you, when it comes to storytelling, do you have a process for that or is it just like tell stories? It's usually if I go to make a point. So I did an episode once on how when you start off, you have to have a lot of passion for your topic. Why? Because when you start off, you're not going to have an audience. It's just the way it is. I know they're like, oh, but I'm going to be an Apple and Google. Yeah, I know. I'm in the phone book, right? And I'm like, that never made me famous. And that's all Apple is. You still have to tell people to come see you. So I said, when you start off, I said at the time I had a stepson and he was 16. And every time I got within 30 feet of that guy, he would look at me and go, can we go driving? Can we go driving? Because he was trying to get his license. And so every time I turn around, can we go driving? Can we go driving? And I said, so you need the passion of a 16 year old trying to get their license when you start off. I said <laughs> that you just eat, drink and sleep podcasting. And it was funny because I put that out there and I had so many members of my audience go, I have one of those too. My daughter almost killed me last week. She almost drove into a wall and all these. And then you, that starts a conversation with your audience. And so that's something where, you know, I know there are big shows with big budgets. And if you listen to any NPR at the end, they list like a team of 18 people that helped create the episode, but they're not answering every single email that comes in personally. And that is like pouring gas on a fire when they're like, oh my gosh. And you know that I know that you know that I know that we're just, look, we put our pants on one leg at a time, but to your listener, you're the host, you're that guy that's in my ears. And so when you send an email to that person and go, hey, thanks so much for listening and et cetera, et cetera, they're freaking out because, oh my gosh, you're the person in my ears. And that's, that has a lot. That's, that's one of the things where you go, I mean, I wish I had a, some sort of marketing team. You have a marketing team. They're called your listeners. And when you can connect with them and get their input and make a great show, those are the people that are out of going, Oh, let me tell you about this thing I heard on the podcast. I mean, when I was, uh, when Howard Stern was on the radio, my, uh, my ex-wife was like roll her eyes because we'd be doing something. And I'm like, oh, I heard this today on Howard. She'd be like, oh God, here we go. But that's because I was hearing either something on the news from Robin or something that Howard said, but every day I had something that I wanted to share. And so when you can kind of create that kind of content that inspires your audience to tell a friend, that's when it grows. And that's always my answer to prospects. People are like, Hey, how do I build my show? How do I grow? And I tell them, stop trying to get 10,000 people in a day. It's not possible unless you go viral. And then those people are going to be there for a minute and go on the next anyways, right. or you somehow become a celebrity or a millionaire. The best thing you can do is focus on getting one loyal listener every day, because when that listener is loyal, they're going to tell other people and then those people tell other people and you're going to grow. It's better to focus on one instead of all these people at one time. Yeah, that, that whole thing has really negative side effects for a couple of things. But, but Jacob Media, Jacob's Media had a report and they said 70% of people, 70% of people find out about podcasts from a friend. It's all word of mouth. And so focus on that one person. But the other thing that does is when you start thinking about your audience, you know, the, the big, big, you know, ad echo here, audience, audience, you know, it's this big thing that then makes people get intimidated to talk into the microphone. And I go, no, don't think about the, the thousands of people listening because you don't have thousands of people yet. And I always, if I'm doing a solo show, I talk to one person. I don't start off with, hey guys, glad you're here. It's, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to, I'm 
we're going to do this and you can do this. I talked to one person. And consequently, when I see people at events, they're like, sometimes it kind of feels like you're talking to me. And I go, that's because I am. And so don't think so much about the big audience. And like you said, swinging for the fences, you know, if you get a, you know, singles will score eventually, right? If we're playing baseball <laughs> and it is, um, it's, uh, if there is a golden switch that gets you 10 million downloads, I've not found it yet. And I mean, there right. are things you can do, but uh, it's, it takes a while. And, and, you know, that's why, again, you got to love what you're talking about and, uh, and get out there and get your audience to tell a friend. Gotta be patient. Um, I, I read an article that you wrote a few weeks ago. I'm not even sure when I read it now. It feels like forever ago, but the monetization of podcasting is always this big topic. And in the first article, actually, I wrote I read too. The first one you broke down how podcasters are currently paid as if they're bloggers. And then you said, hey, podcasters get paid like musicians when they get paid per streams. Because one of the things I was never a fan of, I worked with Blog Talk Radio a few years ago, and I wasn't a fan of how much money they would get in that advertising revenue, and then how little podcasters would get as the actual creators. You know, that one, you get 20 cents for every 1,000 downloads was just so unfair to me. And I can definitely see a shift happening. Um, as far as when it'll happen, do you think it will be in the next two or three years, or are we looking more like 10 to 20? That's a, the part of that that's weird. And, and the point I was making is, hey, we're all throwing our stuff on Spotify. And Spotify, if you listen to a song, a very small amount of money, but amount of money goes to a musician. And that song lasted three minutes. If I put out a episode that's 45 minutes, you know, that's 11 songs. Why am I not getting paid the same amount? And that's why Spotify is jumping into podcasting because you don't have to pay podcasters yet. Now, is that ever going to happen? That is a good question because it would require everyone to not unify, union, uh, what's that, union, we would have to unionize, Yeah, but we would have to all kind of politely pull out at the same time. Stitcher tried that. Stitcher would have ads in between your episodes and you didn't get a dime. And a bunch of really big networks said, mm, nope, sorry, you got to give me a piece of that if you want my content there. And I think that's what podcasters sometimes, we, we underestimate the value of our content. And so we just start, you know, we want to get paid in exposure. And I get that. I mean, for me, my school of podcasting show, I get paid by people signing up for my membership site. I'm not really having a lot of ads and things like that. So feel free to put me wherever you want. So it kind of depends on what your podcast is and what you're doing, but it is kind of weird that we are providing content for some people and getting paid absolutely nothing. Cause the last time I checked, if I go to the, grocery store and they go, okay, that'll be, you know, 4750. And I go, you know what? I'm going to go outside and tell all my friends to go to Giant Eagle. I'm just going to pay you guys an exposure. They're not going to take that. You know, groceries cannot be paid in exposure. <laughs> so unfortunately we get paid in exposure a lot. And that's one of those things you have to decide if that's up to you or, you know, is this going to be okay for me? Or, and for some people it is and other people it's not, but uh, the, you mentioned the dynamic ad. I, I talk about this in my book. I was using a platform and I was getting paid 0 0.0017 cents. So not, and the last time I checked 0 0.00 was nothing. So it was 0 0.0017 cents. I was getting 4,000 downloads per episode. That's $6.80. And it just went, there's a much better way to, to do this. And Man. it's just like, yeah, 
but that, what's fun about that is those are the companies that are saying you can make money from day one. And that's and true. That's the part that bothers me is they say you can make money, which is true. But then it's like, you're not paying me any real revenue. You're paying right. me the smallest possible, smaller than the smallest amount you should be paying me. Right. It's just, it's absurd. If you have 4,000 downloads, you're making six, like that's ridiculous. $6 right. is not. Yeah. So logical. if I had a, if I had an episode with 30 downloads, I would make five cents. And I was like, is that worth the hassle of recording the, you know, all the, the paperwork and things like that. It's just ridiculous. So, and they, but they loop people in. They're like, oh, here's, here's the deal. You know, we're going to have you making money. And technically I am, I would make a nickel if I had 30 downloads, but it's, uh, and that's why you see a lot of people start a podcast and they think they're going to make money and they are, they just didn't know it was going to be a dollar 50, you know, a month. <laughs> so they, and then they bail. Yeah. And I think that's why most hosts quit is because they don't know how to monetize. And then they come by, come to somebody like me or you and like, Hey, I want to get sponsored. And I'm like, well, look, you got some work to do. And like, Oh, I can't do that. It's going to take too long. And they just, they quit because that the branding aspect isn't what's driving most people. Like if a business jumps into podcasting, they know they want to generate leads. They want to connect with their customers. They have a bigger goal. The average person that doesn't have a business that's just launching a show, trying to make money from just having fun, doesn't realize it's going to take you at least, at the very least, six months to get there, unless you have some skills and expertise, which is something I wanted to talk to you about. How relevant do you think training is for podcasters right now? Because I've seen a lot of podcast coaches recently, but it doesn't feel like it's normalized for podcasters to pay coaches or for training just yet you mean coaches on how to podcast or what do you when you say training on how to podcast how to do interviews how to get sponsored oh. well here's here's the typical thing that i see right now i start a podcast i do about five episodes i'm making 38 cents an episode and i'm like okay i want to make money with this so then i sh i throw out my shingle and say i'm now a podcast editor I've been doing this for a month and a half, but I'm going to be a podcast editor and I'll, I'll edit your episode for $15 because I think it's going to take an hour. Then you find out later it's about two and a half and you raise your price. And then you, you maybe have a client or two, but you find out that, you know what, that's a, you're trading time for money and your kids are knocking at the door going, come on, I want to go play ball. So then you're like, okay, I need to, raise my rate. You know what? I'm no longer do editing. I'm now a podcast consultant, even though I've been doing this now three months. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know more than, than this person because that person doesn't know anything. And then you get really bad advice. I mean, I work for a, a podcast media hosting company and there are times when I scratch my head where somebody says, I'm working with a client. And then they ask a question that without question shows they have no idea about just the general principles of how a podcast works. When I learned how to drive, my dad showed me how to change a tire and how to change my oil and a couple other real basic things. It's like, look, if you're going to drive a car, these are the things you need to know because this is how this thing runs. And when I see somebody say, yeah, I, I can't upload my file to iTunes. And I'm like, okay, well, number one, 
technically it's Apple uh, Podcasts. We don't call it <laughs> iTunes anymore. And number two, you don't upload things to Apple Podcasts. And it's like, mm. so it's it's one of those things where everybody's kind of jumping into that boat because podcasting's hot and everybody wants to do it. And they're like, well, yep. if I can't make any money with ads, I'm going to make money as a podcast consultant. And there are people that do that. Uh, I mean, I'm one of them, but just be careful. I always say, I, I wouldn't take, if I wanted to get into horses and some guy came up to me or some woman and said, Hey, I can teach you how to ride a horse. And I'm like, Oh, cool. That's great. I really want to get into this. I hear it's a lot of fun. And they go, great. And I'm like, you know, tell me about your horse. And they go, Oh yeah, I don't have one. I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> but you're going to teach me how to ride a horse. Oh well, yeah. I, I've, you know, so that's the thing that was kind of gets me or, and that's usually where uh, you will see buddy. Oh, I've got uh, a background in radio. And radio people are completely different. They have a, I mean, those are skilled people because their arms are tied behind their back. They turn on a microphone. They're like, okay, for the next 38 seconds, be funny, go. I would not want to have to be in their shoes. So it's a different set of skill set. But on the other hand, I've been podcasting for 15 years. Doesn't mean I can go in and do a radio show. And likewise, just because you've been doing radio doesn't mean you can come in and do a podcast. So it's, there's a lot of, information out there sometimes that I go, hmm, and, and that's where I kind of have to go in. And I, I ask people now, I'm like, hey, you just quoted this stat. Can you give me the link to that article? I want to read it. And when they go, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I just found, have you heard the thing about how human beings have the attention span of a goldfish? Have you heard that? Yeah, millions of times, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guess what? That's complete crap. I just spent two weeks researching this. It's absolutely, that was a, that was a uh, article quoted by everybody because it came from Microsoft. Microsoft didn't do the research. It was another company. And when you look into that actual research, it's super vague, but it got picked up by Forbes and Newsweek and all these other people. And it got quoted so many times that people think it's true. Wow. And it's not, I don't think people have short attention spans. What I'm, this is uh, an episode I'm doing in a couple of weeks is I don't think we have short attention spans. I think it's the opposite. We know exactly what we want. We know exactly what we're looking for. And when I hit play and I hear somebody go, Hey, I don't know what we're going to talk about today, but you know what? I put out an episode every Thursday and here it is. I hit stop because I know that guy's going to waste <laughs> my time. And so I, it's not that I have a short attention span. I know what I want and I know when somebody starts, if I'm not, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm on to the next podcast. Oh man, that is a good point. That is a great, great point. And I've, it's, you know, it's funny to me about the podcast consultants. Uh, I've had people reach out to me like, Hey, are you interested in starting a podcast? <laughs> it just shows they don't do any research, have any effort. And I think it's becoming Podcast consultant is kind of becoming the next side hustle, kind of like how drop shipping was for a minute, um, selling websites, a lot of little crappy website. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's where a lot of people are right now in terms of making money online. They switch a niche every three months, and now podcast consulting is one of the biggest right now. Yeah. Now there is a a, a positive side of that. I have a friend of mine, uh, Mark, does Beyond Bourbon Street because he grew up in New Orleans, and it's all about you know, New Orleans, besides all the touristy stuff. And he used to send people to the school of podcasting. Uh, he was an affiliate of mine and we had this relationship set up and I, I saw him in an event. He goes, dude, I, I really don't want to make you upset. He goes, but I've been having, I had this client and I sent them to you and he goes, you did a great job there. She's super happy. He goes, but when she got done, she said, you know, Mark, I, 
I really kind of wanted to pay you. And he said, so in the future, I might start like doing consulting and coaching. I go, dude, that makes sense. Your audience has a relationship with you. You've been doing this for, I think, five years at this point. I go, you kind of know what you're talking about. I said, I'm not upset by that. I, I don't have a, uh, the mentality where there's, you know, only so many people and you're taking my part of the pie. I go, that makes total sense. If somebody wants to learn from you, by all means, if you can do it, do it. It's the people that are jumping in with no background, with no expertise and just kind of saying, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a podcast consultant. So there are those people that because they have that relationship with you, they might want you to teach them how to podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really good. Like you said, is that connection. But I think my main personal requirement for anything is some longevity. You know, anything you want to do that I have to pay you for, you have to have some kind of longevity, some proof, some exp experience, expertise. You know, if you just wake up one day and this is your thing. And I think that's happens a lot in coaching overall. Um, but as far as monetization, do you think selling a product or going with ads, which one is better for you? Oh, hands down. Like, hand, whoa, both hands up, down, whatever you selling your own product so much more profitable because for ads and depending on who you talk to uh, they, they are typically sold with a price per thousand downloads the the geeky term for that is cpm and it's somewhere anywhere between 20 to 40 dollars i usually tell people 30 but it kind of depends on who your audience is and how niche your audience is and so it but if i'm only getting 500 downloads an episode okay, that's, that's an okay, but it's, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm eating, I'm still eating ramen noodle, if, if that's the case, where if it's a product, and again, the more niche you are, the more you can charge, that's a whole lot more than, you know, $30 per CPM, if you've only got, you know, X amount of, you know, downloads and things of that nature. So yeah, that's, for me, the number one, selling your own product. Number two is affiliate marketing. I have knocked it out of the park. If you've got the right product with the right audience, I started a weight loss show. I thought if I started a weight loss show and held myself accountable and kind of weighed myself in, I would lose weight. And I did. And then I found it. It was right over there. And so I would lose weight and find it and lose weight. And it's weird because I inspire people through my failure. I have people say, I like the fact that you don't quit. I would have quit by now, but... And anyway, to make a long story short, I was promoting the Total Gym because at the time, Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris were talking about it all the time on TV. I promoted that for a year. Finally, somebody bought one because it was, I think you had to pay for shipping. It was kind of, you know, heavy, this and that. And I made $75 commission. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I promoted it for a year. <laughs> so that wasn't a whole lot. But then I found these things called Fit Decks. And so the first thing I did was I ordered it. I don't want to talk about something that I haven't, you know, held in my hands and smelled it and tasted it, whatever it is. I want to be able to talk to it from firsthand. And I was like, wow, this thing's pretty cool. I, I dealt myself a little workout and I'm actually kind of sore today. And I said, you know, I could see if I had kids, you could turn this into a game. And that was the phrase that pays. And that's where it all starts with knowing who your audience is. And that's where I found out real quick. My audience was, even though there was a guy as the host, my audience was primarily women and women with kids. So these things were 15 bucks. I made $1.50 per deck. And I was getting three and almost four figure 
affiliate checks because people were buying three and four decks at a time because they had like fit decks for pregnant people, fit decks for, you know, on the road, fit deck, blah, 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 blah. And I had my phone set up so that every time I got a commission, it would make this kind of cha-ching sound. And I had to turn it off because at the time I was a teacher and I'd be in class all of a sudden about every five minutes, cha-ching, cha-ching. And so <laughs> that was the right product for the right audience. So there are times when affiliate marketing can be just, like I said, you can make some serious money of that. Then you get into host red ads. Those are the ones we were talking about. Then you get into, we talked about the dynamic ads, which are horrible, but there yeah. are also other ways you get paid. I mean, I got hired. I've been hired twice because of podcasting. There was a, uh, an event called the New Media Expo. And at the time, it was one of the biggest events. It was blogging, it was podcasting, and it was video. And so the guy that ran the podcasting track uh, quit. And so they needed somebody else. And this is the stuff you just can't make up. And I, this sounds right. like a, a weird humble brag, but this is the God's honest truth. Uh, the, the guy that was running the thing called up Todd Cochran from Blueberry and said, hey, we're looking for a guy to head up the, the podcast track. Who do you think would be a good guy? And Todd said, I don't know. What about Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting? And he's like, all right, thanks for the, and the thing. So then he called Rob Greenlee, who at the time was working for Spreaker and said, who do you think we should ask? And he said, I don't know. What about Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting? <laughs> and then he called Rob Walsh. Rob said this. So he had three people say, what about Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting? Because I'd had all those guys on my show. I had a relationship with them. They knew my content was good because they listened to the show. I, and so it was just one of those things when an opportunity came up, they're like, oh, I know a guy that seems to really be on the ball. What about this guy? So uh, Rick was his name, the guy that ran it. He's like, okay, I'm tired of calling people. I'm just going to call you and say, tell me about yourself and how can we work together? So it's a, a way of positioning yourself as an expert Yeah. that we, that we kind of talked earlier about how it's not the end of cold calling, but it, it comes in handy at times. Yeah. Yeah. And the opportunity you get from, hosting a show who you get to talk to is just amazing that's been the most life-changing thing for me is who I get to talk to and just being able to build a relationship behind a microphone you know as soon as a mic goes off we still get to talk and have a conversation and build a relationship and one thing I love about the podcast industry as a whole is it feels like a giant group like we're all together I've never felt like I'm working against somebody else who's a podcast consultant or a podcast editor. I've never felt like we're in competition. It always feels like we're working together on this. If I, if I need help, I can call you and you can call me. And that relationship really feels good. Well, some of my best friends are my quote competition. Like Daniel J. Lewis does the Audacity to podcast and Ray Ortega does the podcaster studio. Now he does the podcasters Roundtable. And if I'd cut those guys out of my life, I'm like, heck no, I'm not going to, you know, not, you guys stay over there. You're my competition. Well, on the other hand, who else can I completely geek out about podcasting with? These guys are right there with me. <laughs> and so, and there, you have to realize that number one, it's not like radio where we're all on every day, 730 to noon. You can listen to me on Monday. You can listen to Daniel on Tuesday, listen to Ray on Wednesday, listen to, you know, uh, there's all sorts of people out there. And so, uh, we've actually cross promoted each other and you know, it's Daniel J. Lewis is one of my best friends and we see each other. I don't know, maybe once a year, you know, but we have our little Slack channel that we kind of communicate with. And that's again, kind of the added benefit of podcasting is 
it always kind of freaks me out, but I can kind of go just about anywhere in the U.S. and say, hey, I'm going to be in Beaver Mud, whatever, Mississippi on this date. If anybody wants to go to dinner, let me know. And I'll have like four people go, I can't believe you're coming to Beaver Mud, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then it's like, so it's, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of humbling. You're like, man, this is kind of cool. So it really is that whole it's not money, but by being seen as a, the expert, it can open up doors. And like you said, you get to talk to people that you just have no business talking to. And I have, I have a, a client of mine that I asked him, I go, how are your downloads? And he's like, meh, they're okay. I'm like, well, what kind of feedback are you getting? He's like, meh, meh. I'm like, well, hold on, let's go back to the why. <laughs> and, and I go, why are you doing the podcast? And he goes, oh, that's easy. He goes, I get to talk to people I have no business talking to. And he goes, and I'm getting right by all the gatekeepers. I'm going yeah. right to the CEO. And I was like, he goes, and if I asked that guy, hey, can I just have coffee with you for 20 minutes? The guy would be like, get out of here, kid, you bother me. He goes, but if I say, will you come on my podcast and share your knowledge? They're like, oh, absolutely. So that's another big bonus that's not immediately going to put money in your pocket, but it's those relationships that then lead to other things that, you know, might be more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, man, it'll definitely get you there. It will definitely get you there. So before we close out, Dave, just one important piece of advice for podcasters. What's one thing you want to tell any host out there? I would say, and I don't see a lot of people doing this, and that is find a focus group that you're not related to because people start a podcast and they, they kind of, you know, here's my first episode and they ask their mom. And of course, mom's going to say, baby, that's, I love it. It's great. And you're like, mm, no, that's mom's always going to love it. And you can't ask, you know, cousin Carl, you need to find people that are your listeners and say, can you listen to this and talk about it? Like I'm not in the room. And I think the reason why people don't do that is to a certain extent, because it is a creative endeavor. It's our art. And the last thing we want to do is put our out out there and go, Hey, can you kind of, you know, point out what's good, but also what's bad because nobody wants to hear that it's bad. But on the other hand, I see people over and over now where they're like the, it seems like the knee jerk reaction to promoting your podcast is I'm going to buy Facebook ads. And I'm like, Hey, before we go putting money down and, and laying some plastic <laughs> on the counter, we want, might want to make sure that this is a good podcast and it's going to give you the, you know, uh, results that you're looking for. If the idea is to inspire people to call you or whatever it is, you might want to make sure that's working first before you go, you know, spending money on Spotify ads and overcast ads and Facebook ads. It's like, oh, let's do a little, let's do a little focus group and make sure it's good. That would be my advice because I, I don't see a lot of people doing that. And I see a lot of people getting frustrated and then I'll go listen to it. And I'm like, well, do you realize that you have 45 seconds of music at the beginning of your podcast and I'm just sitting there waiting for it to start. And I'm like, yeah, cut that down and put some voiceover on it. There are all sorts of, kind of low-hanging fruit that people miss. Yeah, man. And it's just about, I think, podcasters got to get comfortable investing in learning how to podcast. Like, just because you have a microphone and you have the software does not mean you're a great podcaster yet. You should be investing in training to get there. Yeah, for me, and that's reading books, listening to other podcasts. Um, you know, I just, uh, a lot of times I watch documentaries on people who are famous because if they were like Kevin Hart is an amazing guy that just oh, got, he got, he got kicked in the teeth so many times and he would just say, okay, fine. I remember once he was getting ready to go on stage 
to announce his new show. I think it was on ABC. And literally he's like two steps away and they grabbed him and said, Oh, they pulled the plug. They're not going to do your show. And I'm like, I can't imagine how that felt. And he just said, all right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be so funny. You can't ignore me anymore. And I was like, man, I love that guy's attitude. It's like, okay, yeah. I'll just go back and, and figure it out. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a fun ride and uh, it's a lot of work, but it's also some of the most fun you'll ever have. For sure, man. Kevin Hart is one of my favorite people. He's on my uh, golden interview list. One of the people yeah. I just would love to sit down and talk with. Uh, Dave, let people know about the book that's coming, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's uh, coming out September 28th. It is Profit From Your Podcast, Proven Strategies. I interviewed close to 70 different people. And so some of the stuff we talked about today, but it's, it's literally almost like a white paper. Like there's one guy that does a nonprofit and uh, it's all about saving the planet and things like that. And he found this great partner to partner with. So sometimes the way you grow your audience is to find a partner that you can help amplify their message and they'll help amplify your podcast and things of that nature. And we go in deep into crowdfunding, the whole Patreon thing. So you can find that over at profitfromyourpodcast.com. All right, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. This is great. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. I want to remind you, make sure you get Castosity, get your free account now, and you can start turning your episodes into dollars. It is the only tool designed to help podcasters make money in multiple ways. Also, join the community. We have the Milestone Club. It is completely free. This is how you really build and get to that next level. We want to make sure you don't only use Castosity. We want to make sure you get results. It's useless if you're on the platform and not getting results. So the community is where we coach you. We answer questions to help you reach that next level. We want to make sure you're booking interviews, that you're planning your show as efficiently as possible, that you're generating real revenue. So next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about monetizing your show. I really want to get deeper on how you can monetize and different ways to make it happen. You know, this episode was a great conversation, but I got a few little tips and tricks I want to share with you. So I will see you next time. Until then, your greatness awaits. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.